What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated Bible Chatter. The sword's out in front of us. It's sharp. The coffee's out. It's hot. It's strong. Dylan, what's going on today? Life is good. You are right about the coffee. Once again, we, we try to stay true to our word. This is the Caffeinated Bible Chatter, and I'm extremely uh, pleased with my cup of coffee today uh, because I've actually got some eggnog in it, and... Mm-hmm. Me and Kyle were having this conversation before we got on here. But, you know, eggnog is one of those things you either love or hate. You're either crazy or not crazy. And so I love eggnog, and uh, it's in the coffee right now, and it is it is on point. Caffeine, eggnog, and a Bible. That's, that's pretty hard to beat. So that's what we're working with right now. There we go. All right. Um, so this episode, we're going to – we were, we said last week we were going to get into KJV stuff. Uh we're going to put it on hold for one week. Uh, yeah, we, because... we just didn't want to blast your ears with KJV stuff while you're getting ready to go to your families on Thanksgiving. Yeah. That may have been a little yeah. weird. You know, so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we're going to hit Thanksgiving today. Um, but we just finished up, you know, the, all that end time stuff. So if you missed that stuff, go back and check it out. Um, what was the last one? Did we do Eternity on the last one? Uh, Eternity Future. Yeah, yeah okay. We finished that up. Yeah. Yep. So we finished up the everything in Revelation. Uh, went through so, the... Yeah prophetic calendar uh so those were good that was a good little series go check it out if you missed it um now we're going to jump into thanksgiving uh before we start this one i'll I'll preface this episode with something one of the guys here is he all the medical stuff that recently happened his filter is is a little down and there's another guy here as a guest there is absolutely no filter. That's right. No uh, medical purposes related to it, though. <laughs> yeah. Nothing medical related. <laughs> Just that. Uh, so, so we don't know where this is going to go today, uh, but Thomas Brown is is in the room. Yes. What's going on? Yeah, it's good to be here. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I appreciate the t-shirt as well. Yeah. Looking forward to uh, to wearing that uh, medium. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, though, I, I, I was confused. I thought this was coffee cookie. Caffeinated Bible chatter, so I do have a coffee and I do have my cookie that has now been devastated. I've uh, just demolished it, but it is good to be here. Good to be talking about Thanksgiving. So many memories of my past of uh, of Thanksgiving and being with family. So it's good to be here with you two guys. By the way, you look nothing like your voices. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Y'all wait till we get the video. You will be you'll be taken back. Yes, that's right. Y'all all. all you probably think I'm six four, two twenty, and muscular, but that's not. That's actually not the, <laughs> yeah. not the truth. That's more of Kyle. So, uh, and I will say he said something about a T-shirt for all those. As we kind of pan, you know, more in this arena of having uh, guests on on the show, we do give a free T-shirt and we give free chewing gum. So that's something you want to consider yeah. if we ever reach out to you. Uh, as we start to go down that road, I like it. And by the way, if people that are listening that maybe don't know us. The the guest on the day is Dylan's dad. My dad. My father in law. Yes. So yes. yes. Uh and the pastor of, of Grace Baptist yeah. Church, Powder Springs, Georgia. So uh yeah, we're glad to have him on as our first guest. We uh, this is the fourteenth episode? I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I don't know. It, it's like it's that. double digit, so we went a while, obviously just me and Kyle. And uh, it was time for uh, to bring a guest on. And if, and if anything sounds a little differently, we are outside of our studio today. Again, also known as my garage. Uh, so things, you know, we're, we're recording over here. Um, so we hope it'll be a blessing. Yeah. So, 
I guess uh, as far as diving into it, uh, the big guy I call. So many of you may have picked up on this. I call Kyle, my brother-in-law, as he just said. I call him Big Kai. I call my dad Big Guy. Okay, so don't get those two confused. <laughs> big Kai and Big Guy. So Big Guy has some some uh, facts just so, to kind of break the ice here. As you're driving, if you are, if you and if you are listening to this on Thanksgiving Day, then you are one of our listeners of listeners. Like I figure, most of you probably listen to this on Friday or Saturday or Monday. Okay, but God bless you if you're listening to this on Thanksgiving morning. Yes. And if you're driving to your families, we want to break the ice with some a little bit of Thanksgiving facts. Yeah. So there's several facts here that I that I like to Google and like to reference because Thanksgiving is a holiday, obviously, and. And I'm sure that if you think about Thanksgiving, I'm sure it probably takes you back to some of the memories you may have had growing up, maybe with family, special occasions. You know, one thing that we always uh, watched was that uh, it was a parade, Macy's Day Parade. And uh, first fun fact is that the balloon most used in the Macy's Day Parade is, any guesses? The first, the first balloon, the, the most popular balloon in the Macy's Day Parade. Mickey Mouse. No, that's close, but Snoopy. Mm. Snoopy. Mm. So, uh, Snoopy is one of the most used, and and I think it's pretty neat that you know usually on you know Thanksgiving you'll see the president he'll pardon a turkey, you know, be all cute and giggles and laugh, and it's all that's so sweet. But I don't know if you know this interesting fact, but Calvin Coolidge, when he was president, he pardoned a raccoon on Thanksgiving Day. Mm. Huh. So if you're eating raccoon for, for Thanksgiving, right. don't take offense to that. I'm not hating on that. You do you. Yeah. And uh, Calvin Coolidge, he'll pardon the raccoon. That, you ought to be thankful so. for that raccoon is what Coolidge was saying. Yeah, I'd be thankful he pardoned it so we don't have to eat it. But so you got that, and then you got... Uh, as far as interesting facts, uh, the first football game on Thanksgiving Day, of course, that's a big deal in our family. Mm-hmm. We always like watching football on Thanksgiving Day. Amen. But um, the very first football game was played in 1876. So mm. I'm not even sure they played tackle football in 1876. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even think the, the I think the ball was round back then too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it probably was truly like a soccer ball, but. This fact last night I used at our church, I thought this was pretty cool, but the voyage, the Mayflower from England to America took 66 days. Hmm. 66, ring a bell to anybody? I like it. I like it. There you go. That old book you got in your hand right now. You got it. So I'll, I'll end on these two interesting facts as well, but I don't know where they get these facts to be honest with you, but uh, it's on Google so I know it's true. But it says average calories consumed on Thanksgiving Day per person is drum roll forty five hundred calories. Mm. Wow, that's a lot of my, calories. My, my. That's a lot of calories. So that being said, the the next day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday, and the occupation that's the busiest on Black Friday is the plumber. <laughs> this is true. This no, is true. No, you can Google it and check me out on it, but it's the plumber. Calories. So, as I said last night, there's 4,500 calories that's got to be put somewhere. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, I thought that'd be interesting. Fact. So, go ahead and get one on speed dial. 
So you so you're ready. You don't you don't want you don't want that causing your problems going into the Christmas season. Matter of fact, if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, you've probably already contacted us. <laughs> yep, you already got one on the list. You got one to the contacts. Tell them I said, hey, God loves and make sure he's saved. Knows Jesus Christ. That's right. All right. Well, I guess we'll um, as always we'll just kind of do we'll work through this in a Bible study manner best we can. Um, obviously. Uh, like Big Guy just said, you know, Thanksgiving obviously is a holiday. I believe it was Abe Lincoln that implemented that as, as an actual holiday. You know, that we take a, a day to celebrate that. But we would all know from Scripture that Thanksgiving is a is an attitude. It's a it's a heartbeat. It's a thing that we're to have all the time, especially being believers in Christ. And so, when when studying this out and looking at it, let's let's maybe do this, uh, Kyle. If, if you want to go to Psalm sixty nine, verse thirty and thirty one. Yep. Um, so when 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 talking about thanks, Thanksgiving, and all those things, obviously it's we we say this a lot, but God, uh, His volume control in the Word of God is repetition. You know, He repeats Himself for emphasis, and so just kind of crunching the, the words and, and looking around uh, concordance. The word thanks in our King James Bible is shown 73 times. So that's quite a, quite a few. The word thanksgiving is shown 28. The word thankful, three, and thankfulness, one. So well over 100 times in the Word of God, uh, th- this, this attitude of thanks comes up. Okay, And so obviously a big deal to God. He cares about it. He he calls his people, even in the church age now, he calls us to be thankful many times in Scripture. And so not just, you know, obviously we take this day, this holiday, to kind of take a step back, uh, not go to work, amen, And uh, but to, to be thankful and to reflect on, on the things that we have and that what the Lord's done for us and, and those kind of things. Um, but it, it's really good that we, it's actually something that I've personally, uh, really over the last year, and especially very recently, uh, have tried to focus on, and that is to have a more thankful heart. Um, and I think there's actually, there's obviously spiritual benefits to that, and we're going to look at that in the Word of God today. But I actually believe there's there's a lot of even physical benefits and mental benefits to just being a thankful person, to have to having an attitude that's full of gratitude. So, um, so Kyle, go ahead and read. I, I, this, this scripture here will show us, if nothing else, as we kind of kind of get rolling, will show us the importance in God's eyes of being thankful. Psalm 69, you said 30 and 31? Yeah. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that hath horns and hooves. Okay, so we see a few things from that passage. For one, praise is connected with thanksgiving, and we that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, we... Uh, when somebody praises God, it's really you know, an overflow or should be an overflow of being thankful. Um, but what's interesting about that text to me is that that thanksgiving that leads to praise, okay, that heart with the person is, for one, it says it pleases the Lord. And I think you're listening to a Bible podcast, there's a good chance you probably desire to please the Lord. Right? We should all have that desire. We, we claim to have that desire. But according to this, thanksgiving is something that not only pleases God, but it actually pleases God more than these sacrifices here in the Old Testament which was, by the way, very pleasing to God. So, uh, you know, God is very serious about this. He's, he's, it's something, again, that he's commanded us to do, and it's something that he wants for our life. And, again, I think it has not only benefits for our walk with Christ, but it also can have benefits in our own life. Uh, 
uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. So, as I always do, and, and these guys can cut me off and interject wherever, and uh, y'all know that Kyle has no problem doing that. Um, so I'm also allow you know engaging the big guy to do that as well. Um, but I, I have a few talking points here just to kind of work through this in a Bible study way. Um, just this whole deal of thankfulness. So I, I listed five things that thankfulness and Scripture is connected with. And I, I was thinking about this when kind of looking at some of this and writing this stuff down. I think it was two episodes when we did the one on prayer. Yeah. We kind of got into talking a little bit about thankfulness uh, because, spoiler, like this is going to be one of them, but it's connected with prayer. Um, so you may hear some of the same things, and I'm going to go to a, a passage that... Uh, we looked at in that time, so it may be um, something that you've heard, but repetition is the key to learning. So in all this, though, I think there's there's plenty of things that, that we can take hold of, we can apply to our life, and, and if nothing else, I think we all probably could benefit, like I said earlier, from, from being more thankful. So, like I always do, got a few talking points here, and like I said a few moments ago, these guys more than welcome to uh, to jump in, interrupt, wherever. Um, like I said, Kyle has no problem doing that. Big guy, he's going to do the same. So, uh, But the first thing that I have here written down is, and this is very simple, but uh, that's what obviously we, one of the things we love about Scripture is is how blunt it is sometimes. And Kyle, if you want to go to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, uh, and if you're familiar with this passage, you already know where we're rolling with this. Uh, but number one, the, again, talking about the importance of, of thankfulness, uh, number one, it's, it's God's will for your life. Okay? I mean, it's, it's just that simple. It's, it's actually God's will. Now, we use the phrase, you know, is somebody in the will of God? You know, we talk like that all the time. And a lot of time people uh, mean that kind of in a mystical way because there are obviously things that we know very clearly from Scripture that this is God's will. But then there's also things when we, when we, we use that phrase, we're talking about God directing us in circumstances, jobs, uh, you know, all those kind of things. The things that are not as black and white. Um, but, like I said, from Scripture, the, the phrase will of God is mentioned like 20-something times in Scripture. But it's not normally mentioned with a command very directly. But there are a few times that he does mention that with a command. Um, and right here is one of them. So 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Go ahead and read that big cow. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I'd say that's the, the answer to covetousness, right? Yeah, if I, absolutely. If I'm absolutely. having a problem coveting things, we'll just take a step back and, and everything give thanks. Well, it, it kind of goes along with this as well. I mean, if, you, if you're saved, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, you, you're therefore a Christian and in your ministry, you have a ministry, and what that looks like is based on the individual, how much they're involved, how much they are sold out to the ministry. It's not based on a title or a position at a church. It's just based on the fact that you've been saved. But you think about, when I think about this verse right here, when it says it's the very will of God, you know, for a Christian, if, if they're not thankfulness, they're saying that their God is not enough. You know, it makes me think about when God was supplying manna to the Israelites and they started grumbling because of them keeping getting manna. Basically, in essence, what they're saying is, is it's not enough. You know, our God truly is not sufficient for us to grumble. So there's no way that we're ever going to demonstrate the hope that's in us if we're not a thankful person, if we're not thankful people, if we are peculiar, if we are if we're all bought with a price and, and we're saved and we're saying it's not enough. Uh, I want more, I want better, I want something different. 
is saying that our God's not supplying what we need, and we know that's contrary to his word. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and when he was saying that, um, talking about, you know, not him not being enough, my mind goes straight to Revelation chapter 3 when thinking about Laodicea, and we've said so much about Laodicea on this podcast and and our churches and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that, that uh, when you look and study out Laodicea, a part of their lukewarmness is they have this this uh, take-it-or-leave-it attitude. And I believe that that is directly connected with, with a lack of gratitude, a lack of thanksgiving to what God has done in them and, and, and how he's changed their life. And so I actually think thanksgiving uh, is, is one of the besetting sins of Laodicea. And I'll say something at the end of this episode when talking about unthankfulness, but I, to, to, to prove that, talking about the end times and how unthankfulness shows up in the end times. Uh, but I think, again, if we live in Laodicea now, which we do, then it's so easy for that mindset that the, because we're such a consumer-driven society, especially in America, that, man, we want more, we deserve more, we're entitled to more. That's how a lot of people think, and therefore it leads to unthankfulness, and, and I believe leads to lukewarmness uh, because of that. So that's, that's good stuff. And that, uh, that's Revelation. I don't know if you were going to read that. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Revelation three seventeen, talking about Laodicea. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing, is the first part of that verse. So Absolutely. That's the way that's the way people think now. Yeah, right? and they and that that having need of nothing, sadly, is having a need of nothing towards the Lord is their approach, and that's why. Uh, and me and the big guy, uh, been with him a lot uh, recently because of uh, work stuff and health stuff, and we've talked a lot about this. But uh, the way out of seeing mindset is to say, I'm going to go to church on Sunday morning to check the box, to, to appease my conscience, and what they're actually, what many people think is, boy, I tell you, the Lord ought to be grateful that he's You're got welcome. me. Yeah, I'm giving welcome, God a God. tip. I've given up a whole two hours on a Sunday morning, and, and of course, that's, that is the age we definitely live in, and, 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 you know, the truth of the matter is, if we wanted to, we can always make excuses of why we couldn't do something, but... The truth of the matter is we don't make excuses not to do the things we desire or the things we want to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, so like we said, it's directly from scripture. It's God's will. Okay. I mean, it's it, it, so, I think we made this comment about another verse a few, a few episodes ago, but it's like this, you know, we can try so hard and people try so hard to, you know, decipher the will of God. And again, they're talking about the, the circumstantial things that are not black and white, but we really have no need seeking to, and I got my fingers in the air quotes, be in the will of God if we're not going to obey the clear teaching of Scripture that says, hey, this is God's will for your life. So, man, I can be doing the things I think I'm supposed to be doing in ministry. I can be even in my Bible. I can I can do a lot of things, but if I, if I truly have a heart of unthankfulness, and don't and my and my attitude is not full of gratitude on a daily basis. If that's not true in my life and my testimony, then I can say confidently, based on just First Thessalonians five eighteen, that I'm not in God's will. So that should be a sobering thing and a challenging thing to us. Um, so First Thessalonians five eighteen, which Kyle just read, talks about being thankful in all things. Uh, just as a sidebar, Ephesians five twenty says, giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, again, all throughout Scripture, uh, very directly given. And by the way, both of those passages we just read are two churches, 
right in the heart of church age doctrine, telling people, hey, give, give thanks in all things, give thanks for all things. This needs to be truly a part of our life. Well, to give thanks in, in good times, you know, talks about all all the good, all the perfect good gifts are from God. And if we were transparent, if we were honest with ourselves, you know, me fooling man is not going. We can't fool God. He knows our hearts. He knows our, our mindset, our thinking. You know, praising God or being thankful. Being thankful is the word that we're looking at today, and rejoicing and praise. All those go together hand in hand. But it's easy to thank God in the good times. And, of course, you mentioned 1 Thessalonians 5.18 when it talks about in all things. Right. And it brings me to the, to the story in Acts chapter 16, verse 25, when, when Paul and Silas are in prison. And if you go back to a couple of verses before that, in verse 23 in uh, Acts chapter 16, it says, And when they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. Uh, this is not a situation where Paul and Silas found themselves where I think there you would reference this or categorize this as a good place. Uh, they were they were they were beaten many times and, and no doubt uh, treated harshly, but they're thrown in prison and in, and in verse 25 everybody knows this. It's it's a very common passage we go to and it's at at that midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And see, that's that's the deal. Because of what their heart was, their mindset, their circumstances didn't dictate their thankfulness or their them being in a, having a praise moment, if you will. It's the fact of who God is and who and who what God is to them and and the personal relationship with God. But the the key to that too, there's a colon after that word God. It says saying praises unto God colon. And here's why it's important that as Christians we have this testimony. And the prisoners heard them. I like to. I'm a very visual guy. I like to. I like to daydream a little bit, and I've, 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 I've play things out of my mind how it probably happened. And the fact that right there at that colon it says the prisoners heard them. I bet there was an opportunity, guys. I bet there was an opportunity where Paul and Silas got to explain to these prisoners why, in a moment after they got beat, after a moment where they was thrown in prison, after a moment when things were not good they were able to sing praises unto God. What an opportunity, what a, what a perfect situation for them to give them, the prisoners, their testimony. Yeah, well, in that same chapter, the Philippian jailer later on actually gets saved. Yeah. And so no doubt that's, right. that's connected. You know, he saw there was something different sure. in their testimony. He saw it. They were different. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's God's will, okay? I mean, that's, it's very clear, very, a lot of benefits in this. Um, the second thing that I have written down here is, and this is where we kind of went uh, a couple episodes ago that I made mention of, but thankfulness is connected with prayer. And we'll just kind of hit these references, studying this stuff out uh, as we go. Uh, Kyle, if you want to go to Philippians 4, 6, and 7, um, and this is, and as, as my dad was just saying, um, you know, Paul in that Acts 16 passage is praising God. Is, is being thankful, has a thankful heart in the midst of adversity, in the midst of a trial, um, and those kind of things. Well, the book of Philippians is that, is really a book that shows, uh, you know, a, a believer how to how to thrive and to live in the midst of a trial. Okay, I mean, Philippians chapter 4 is one of my favorite, arguably my favorite chapter in the entire Bible. And, 
verse six and seven again. It, this this whole thing. Verse six is the command, and it shows us what it leads to in verse seven. Uh, but go ahead and read that big cap. Uh, Philippians four six and seven. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. Verse 7, And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So, again, I said this a few episodes. That's like that's one of the most Googled passages. I think it's the most Googled passage in the world because people need peace and they're searching for peace and that, that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, we believe that every word of God is pure, as we say so much. We don't believe that God throws in things just to... Uh, you know, fill time or to fill space in the Word of God. So he says that we're to give everything in prayer, but again, get to give things in prayer with thanksgiving. That's not by accident that he included that. And then in verse 8, are you still in Philippians 4, Big Kai? Uh, I'm sorry, I kept him off guard. In verse 8, so verse 6 is the command to pray, and in that prayer, you know, the, the prayer life is connected with thanksgiving there. Verse 7 tells us what that produces, what God produces in our lives from that, if we apply verse 6. But then verse 8 gets right back, really, if you get down to the nuts and bolts of it. I believe all these words in verse 8 describe the Word of God. But it gets back into this whole thing of rejoicing, which, again, is connected with thanksgiving. Verse 4 says, rejoice. He tells us to rejoice. And he says, again, I say rejoice. And then read verse 8. Because again, it goes right back to that same heart attitude of thankfulness. Yeah. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, Whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Yeah, and so that's where, and that's obviously where Paul was in Acts 16. That's what he's he's charging the church of Philippi here in Philippians 4. Hey, times are hard. Okay, this, that's life. Things are going to happen, no doubt about it. But nonetheless, our mindset behind that, uh, you know, that should drive us to thankfulness, and that should be a normal part of our prayer life. Like we said when we t- did the episode on prayer, again, we're I'm just hating on Laodiceans because that's what we are and that's where we live and it's all we know. But, uh, man, we're, we're really good at approaching God in prayer with the gimme mentality or the, you know, the genie in a bottle mentality. And you know, I, I, I've even been very guilty of asking God for things and then God supplies those things, okay, and it's a very clear answer to prayer. And rather than spending a lot of time and thanksgiving to God in prayer for what he did, I'm loading up the gun with another request. Like, hey, okay, all right, Lord, now I need you, you know, now I need you here. Okay, and again, does he want us to cast all our care upon the Lord? Yeah, he wants us to do that. But it's it's easy to get into that mindset uh, where we're always looking for the, hey, God, what can you do for me type thing, rather than coming to the Lord in prayer with thanksgiving. He's very clear on that. Well, Ben, thank you. Thankful, you know, as you're talking about, it, you had, you say you asked for some things, and we don't know what for God, and we don't know what that looks like. Sometimes it can come in different fashions and forms. And But my life verse is, is obviously Philippians 4.12, and I love the book of Philippians. But even if you go one verse up in verse 11, Paul writes, it says, Not, not that I speak in respect of want. And that's where I believe Laodiceans live. They live in that word want. It's not what they need or what we should. What God wants us to have. It's, it's that desire of want, and we all have it. None of us are excused or none, none of us are uh, missed from that. But it says, for I have learned, it's, it's something that he had to learn. In whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased 
and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I, I just like that going along with what you're saying and, and even referencing back to the manna story. As a Christian, a lot of our, our thankfulness can, can be centered around learning to, to, uh, how to, to live where God desires us to live and, and not know that respect of want. Absolutely. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, God continues to turn up the volume here to continue to show us. Obviously, He wants us to be thankful, but again, even in the, the, the aspect of our prayer life, He wants that attitude to make its way into that aspect of our life as well. So, of course, we read Philippians 4, 6 through 8. Um, Psalm 100, verse 4. Okay, here's a, here's a reference for you. Psalm 100, verse 4. He says, Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name so there again we find the parallel of of thankfulness and praise as we mentioned okay but again the 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 first part of that verse enter into his gates and then it says and enter into his courts okay how do we do that okay as as new testament bible believing christians how do we how do we how do we enter uh, the presence of God. How do we engage God? Well, we do that through prayer. We we call upon the Lord. We can talk to Him. We can engage Him. Okay, and He's saying the way that we ought to enter that again. Back to like what I was just saying about how it's easy to have the the you know loading up the gun with request mindset and what can God do for me mindset. Hey, He says to approach Him with thanksgiving. And I've I've even heard uh, one pastor that I like say that. He and again, you don't have to be this legalistic about it or so dogmatic and technical about it because it's a relationship. But he says that he always tries to spend his first few minutes in prayer, like when he's doing his alone time with God, with thanksgiving. Because I mean, that's a biblical principle to to come to him, thanking him for what he's done before we just necessarily load the gun up and say, God, I need you to do this. Just remind him of that. So it, it's very much so. Uh, connected with prayer. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I feel like we quote this verse all the time and just thought about this. Um, Kyle, if you maybe want to go to there, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. We uh, Again, we mentioned this. We did a whole episode on the will of God, and we went to this, this reference, um, verse 1 and verse 2. Um, and so in, in Romans chapter 12, it, it gives us this, I love the passage, but very quoted verse, but it gives us this command to present our bodies a living sacrifice. Okay, go ahead and read that big cap. Uh, Romans 12, 1. Yeah. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Okay, and he talks about that being our reasonable service, which, see, again, to a Laodicean would seem like extreme service, even though it's not. But... The, the very way that Paul even approaches the church in Rome to tell them to do that is by the mercies of God. So it's the, it's, it's the mercy of God that, that should drive us to do that. It's his mercy. It's his grace. And again, what should that do to us? Well, it should, it should cause us to have a thankful heart because he's undoubtedly been merciful, very merciful Well, it to goes us. back to that Philippians 2, 5. Unfortunately, you know, it talks about let this mind be in you. And that is uh, the mind of Jesus Christ. We, let, we live in the Laodicean age. So... That unfortunately they we plug in the gray area of our reasonable service. Mm-hmm. It's not based on the mercies of God, mainly probably because we don't even see all the true all the mercies that God provides to us. So 
going back to what we said earlier about you're welcome on coming to church on Sunday morning, um, or you're welcome for me making it a job and getting a paycheck, and it then supersedes the ministry because ministry is like like Christ said, I come to minister too, not to be ministered. There's so many things that it all it should all focus around Philippians two five where it says you know basically let this mind be in us, mm-hmm. and the only way this mind is going to be in us is if we let the Word of God indoctrinate our mindset and change our mind on the matter. Absolutely. So it's it's uh, it, it's a, it's an evil thing again. It, it, we he, God's obviously done a lot for us, and it should overflow into like I said these different aspects of our life, and that one of those aspects being prayer. So. Again, I said number one, these just some bullet points as we study this. Thankfulness is, is it's God's will for our life. Number two, it's connected with our prayer life, or at least it should be, as commanded in Scripture. Number three, uh, and Kyle, if you want to go back to Philippians 4, um, same exact passage, but just a different point here. Um, number three, thankfulness is connected with peace. And I believe... This is why many, uh, I mean, we're in a, we are in a weird, uh, a weird time and a weird day. Uh, you know, people mentally and, and, and people don't have peace and even a lot of Christians don't have peace. And, uh, you know, I've given some of my testimony on here about all my things recently, but I can remember my wife, she was handling all my doctor's uh, follow-ups and all these, I mean, she's still handling them and, and, and all of that, but I can remember her calling certain doctor's offices all the time and, and, and put it on speaker. And I'm not making light of this, but I'm just, this is where we're at today with people mentally. Uh, she would call and every single one of them said um, something to the effect of, if you feel uh, pretty much talking about being suicidal, then call 911. And it was like every single one of them. And I was like, well, that it's crazy that every, which again, I get it. They're in the health industry and that's part of their job, and, and they should be. Uh, but every single one of them had that, and it just was reminding me of, of really how our country and how our nation is in a uh, in a mental crisis, if you will. And the reason that I think that's, that that's true is because people don't have peace. And one of the reasons, and I'm not saying it's for everybody, and it's 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 a blanket thing across the whole board. But one of the reasons that I believe many people don't have peace, and by the way. Sometimes probably why you and I struggle with peace is because of a lack of thankfulness. Okay, so again, Kyle's got uh, Philippians 4, 6, and 7. So again, like, like I said earlier, when we say so much, we believe that every word of God is pure. It's what Proverbs 35 says. So again, notice uh, what the command is in verse 6, and then the the uh, the result is in verse 7. Go ahead and read that again, Big Kyle. Verse 6, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7, and the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Okay, and so again, it's it's almost like God throws in this little P.S. Like, he, you know, if we were, if we were writing a letter, nobody does that anymore, but if we were writing a letter and God adds the little P.S. and the P.S. is, hey, by the way, don't don't forget in the midst of that to be thankful. And a good cross-reference for that, and I've got it here, is, is Colossians 3.15. And Colossians 3.15 is always, uh, it's just really stood out to me. Because in this passage, I feel as if, if, if I were writing the Bible, which obviously, thankfully, is not the case. But if I were writing the Bible, to me, it seems like God makes two statements that don't go together. But again, 
We believe that every word of God is pure. Okay, so Colossians 3.15, the, the context of Colossians 3 is talking about being eternal-minded, setting our affection on things above, verse 1 and 2. Um, but verse 15 says this, And let the peace of God, okay, that's what people want. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts. So again, the reason there's so much struggle today is because there's not a peace of God. People are not allowing the peace of God to rule in their hearts, okay? So and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body. Then there's a semicolon. That's not the end of the verse, okay? So you've heard what, what I just read. Maybe you're following along in your Bible. Again, Colossians 3.15. He says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. But then he says this to finish up. It's like another P.S. like he does there in Philippians 4.6. And he says, and be ye thankful. A command. And be ye thankful. And so again, to me, as an outsider, just kind of skimming across this passage, it looks like he's talking about something completely different in the very same verse and in the very same sentence that he's talking about letting God's peace rule in, in someone's life. Again, it doesn't seem connected, but according to the Lord, it is. And so I've heard it said like this, uh, that thankful people are the, are, are the people that allow God's peace to rule in their life. That's, it's one of the things that ignites it. It's one of the things that allows it to, to do the work that, it, that only the Lord can do. Is through thankfulness. So, well, it goes back to well, what you just said, what the Lord can do. So many people think that uh, they're doing it on their, themselves. They're supplying right. all of our needs. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, that supplication prayer doesn't really need to take place because I'm providing mm-hmm. for me and my family. Yeah, and that's what I, I actually have it circled in my Bible, but in that verse I just read, verse 15, it says, and let the peace of God rule, which is a... That's a yielding. That's not a producing thing. You know, it's to, to get out of the way of God. And I, I think in my own life, some of the times that I don't have the peace of God ruling in my life, it's because I'm not letting the peace of God rule. And that, that sounds spiritual. Like, oh, okay, we'll just let the... Okay, well, I think sometimes the reason I don't allow the peace of God to rule is because I'm not thankful. And it's directly connected according to that verse. So it's just really cool to see that. So, again, the importance of thankfulness, number one, is it's, it's God's will for our lives. Number two, it's, it's connected with our prayer life. And we said this in the prayer episode a couple times ago, a couple episodes ago. But unthankfulness leads to, un, to, unthankfulness leads to uh, unaffected prayer. I mean, we all want to be, we all want our prayers to get past the ceiling tiles, right? Okay, but it can lead to that. So it's connected with prayer. Number three, again, as I just said, that thankfulness is connected to peace. Okay, number four, and this is where I did make mention of some of this uh, in the the prayer episode when we talked about Thanksgiving, but this was something that I saw in Scripture about a year ago when studying some own personal things out for my own life. I've never taught it or anything like that, Uh, but it's just something, you know, one of those things you kind of see, and you're like, I think that there's something to that. Um, But Kyle, if you want to go to Ephesians 5, Ephesians chapter 5, and I'm going to go back to 1 Thessalonians 5. And we've quoted both of these passages, or at least a portion of these passages already. But this is my, my fourth thing I have written down here. That thankfulness is connected with being full of the Spirit. Thankfulness is connected with being, or is connected with being full 
of the Spirit. I believe, and I'm going to tr- you know seek to show you this in these passages that that okay, we're we're called to be filled with the Spirit. We're called to walk in the Spirit. All those things, which is you know parallel to letting the Word of God dwell in us. Colossians uh, three sixteen. Okay, all those things. But I believe it is impossible to have a a you know unthankful spirit and yet be full of the Spirit of God. Okay, mm-hmm. and so we find this in these these two passages. So go ahead and read uh, Ephesians five eighteen through twenty, Big Cow. Eighteen. All right, Ephesians 5, starting in 18. And be not drunk with wine wherein in is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. 19, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Verse 20, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and I'm actually not open to that passage. The 18 through 20 is one sentence, is it not? Yes. Okay. So we believe that every word of God is pure. Is as well. What's uh, that? 21, 21 is the end of the sentence. I don't know if you want to read 21. Well, that just says submitting yourselves one to another. Okay, period. yeah. So we believe that the punctuation in the Bible matters as well. We've already made comments about there's a colon, there's a semicolon, it's still the same sentence, same verse, all that stuff. Okay, all that matters. Okay, it's, it's the same thought, essentially. A sentence is a, is a complete thought. Okay, and so what is the, the verse again? Uh, verse 18 tells us to be filled. No, a lot of people... A lot of old school guys, which, by the way, I don't, I don't believe in drinking, but they make much of the, don't be drunk with wine. But it's just as, as equally of a commandment to be filled with the Spirit. Okay, so he says, be filled with the Spirit. Then he goes into, essentially, to praise there in the next verse. It's about rejoicing again, which is synonymous with thanksgiving. And then he goes to that verse that we, we quoted earlier, verse 20, giving thanks for all things. Okay, so you see this connection here. Again, same sentence, same thought. You see this connection with being filled with the Spirit, being connected with a with a thankful heart. It's it's two commands, it's two commands in one sentence and one complete thought that that go hand in hand. Okay, now I'm in I'm in First Thessalonians chapter five. I, I think you see the exact same pattern. I believe this is a pattern that that the Holy Spirit is preserved in His Word for uh, church age believers. Both of these are church age passages. Okay, and this is what you find. And by the way, these go hand in hand with Philippians 4, as we quoted earlier. But this is the passage. Uh, Philippians, oh, let's see, where am I at? 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 through 21. And by the way, it, uh, let's see, 18, I'm sorry, it's 18 and 19. 1 Thessalonians 5, 18 and 19. By the way, it's one, it's one uh, is it one sentence? It's actually not here, sorry. Don't don't hate me for that. Sorry. Okay, but, but listen to this. Verse 18 says, In everything give thanks. We quoted that earlier, right? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19, quench not the right. Spirit. Well, before that, it talks about rejoice. I think right. it's in verse 16. It talks yep. about rejoice. Yep. It's rejoice, pray, yep. thanksgiving, and then after that, it says quench not the Spirit. Yep. So. That quenching of the spirit, I, I was going to make reference to that earlier when you were reading it, but it goes back to that rejoice, pray, yep. and um, thanksgiving. Absolutely. And I, that's why I made comment that Philippians 4 is also a good parallel passage. So you ought to do this study out on your own. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Go to Philippians chapter 4. And I think you see, like, like he just said, verse 16 says rejoice evermore. Well, Philippians 4... Verse 4 says rejoice evermore. Okay, verse 17 in, in 1 Thessalonians 5, 
says, pray without ceasing. Well, we, we quoted uh, Philippians 4, 6, verse 6, which talks about prayer. And then verse 18 in 1 Thessalonians 5 talks about giving thanks. Well, that's what Roman or that's what Philippians 4, 8 talks about and verse 6. So you see the same pattern of rejoicing, of giving yourself to prayer, and being thankful. And those same things continue to show themselves up. And it's, man, it's, it's connected with walking in the Spirit. It's connected with being filled with the Spirit. So I believe that one of the fastest ways, and I actually have this written down in the margin beside these verses in 1 Thessalonians 5 in my Bible, but I believe that one of the fastest ways to quench the Spirit in your life is to be unthankful. And it just keeps showing up. It's just such, it's amazing how the Bible lays this out, how perfect this book is, and it continues to show that and to turn up the volume that much more. Well, to go along with that a little bit, what you're just saying about quenching the spirit and, and being not having a heart of thanksgiving, you know, I look at Colossians 2, 6, and 7. You look at Colossians 2, 6, and 7, and it says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, and you talked about your walk, so walk ye in him. Uh, so then it says in verse 7, Rooted and build up in him, established in the faith, so that means that as therefore we've received Christ Jesus, that discipleship, that that rooted, that building up and establishing the faith, uh, as you have been taught, and that goes along with discipleship, but the next part, it says abounding therein with thanksgiving, mm. overflowing with thanksgiving. It goes back to a mindset, that, that Philippians 2, 5, it, it, the minding of Christ, and the only way we get the mind of Christ is, it's been in the Word of God, but it changes our perspective. Instead of a glass being half empty, it's half full, the old cliche, the old bumper sticker, which I hate bumper stickers. But that being said, I mean, look, that's the truth. If we're rooted and build it up in Him, in the Lord, and we're walking that way, then of course that the end of that, abounding uh, therein with thanksgiving, that overflowing, we're going to be looking at everything as a blessing. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's those people I guarantee you, right now, after I say what I'm about to say, there's going to be someone who comes to your mind who their glass isn't half full. It's all the way full. They can always see the brighter side of things. And that and what a great perspective. What a great perspective when you think about that abounding therein with Thanksgiving. Absolutely. So, man, uh, we all want to walk in the Spirit. Well, we should have that desire. We all want to be filled with the Spirit. It's a command, as we read there, as Kyle read in Ephesians 5. To be filled with the Spirit. Okay, well, again, seeing these parallel passages, it is connected with being thankful. You just can't be full of the Spirit and be full of ungratitude at the same time. They just don't go hand in hand. Yeah, when he was talking about rooted and, and built up, I was thinking about, because we mentioned in the prayer podcast, uh, letting sin get in the way, you know, yeah. making uh, prayer unsuccessful mm-hmm. with sin. Um, and he was talking about rooted and built up in him and established well, I think of Jeremiah 1.10, before we can be rooted in him, uh, Jeremiah 1.10 says, root out to pull down, to destroy, to throw down, and then to build and to plant, right? right. So so if, if maybe something's getting in the way of us being rooted in him, maybe something's getting in the way of us being thankful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's, not ba- that's good, Kyle, because that's not based on the way we interpret things to be. It's based on what the Bible says. The Bible says it's wrong. It's it's, it's wrong. Mm, and yep. you're right. That can that could be that could affect the rootedness, the us rooting and being built up in Him. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now I'm to I'm to the fifth thing here. Number one, the importance of thankfulness. Well, it's God's will. It's also connected with prayer. 
Uh, it's connected with peace. It's connected with being full of the Spirit. And this fifth one is easy preaching, hard living, but it, it is it is Bible. And it, again, when you, you just do your own study on, on the words, Thanksgiving, and you're going to find it. But Thanksgiving oftentimes is connected with sacrifice. Uh, so Big Cow, if you want to go to Hebrews 13, 15. Hebrews 13, 15. Ooh, I get there. And you may would think, okay, well, why, and we've kind of already made comment about some of this with Paul in, in Acts chapter 16, Philippians 4, you know, despite trials, being thankful and all those things. But one of the problems that I have had, and I think a lot of way Odysseans have, is, it, again, it is easy to be thankful when thing, when you're on the mountaintop and things are great. And it's just a fact, because of our flesh, it is much harder to be thankful when things are not going well. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that, again, the very first, first reference we read in all of this, that it pleases the Lord. Thankfulness does. And it pleases him above uh, the, the, the sacrifice of bulls and oxens. oxen. You don't put an S on oxen. On oxen, okay? But it's very pleasing to him. Again, that was Psalm 69, 30, and 31. Okay, so even when things are hard, man, God still desires that from our life. And that is why it literally can be a sacrificial thing sometimes. We don't feel like it. It's not based on our, on our feelings. Because when things are hard, uh, the, at least me, the last thing I want to do is just have a big old thankful fest of the Lord. I just want to chill and, again, load up the, the shotgun and say, Lord, give me, give me, give me. I need help, you know. Not that there's anything wrong with, with going to him for help that we're supposed to. But again, it's easy to neglect the Thanksgiving in those moments. So it, that's why it's connected with sacrifice. So go ahead and read that, that reference here, Big Cow. Uh, Hebrews thirteen fifteen. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Okay, so there again we see, as we've said, the connection with praise and thankfulness. Okay, you see both words there in that reference. But again, notice the, the phrase. It's a weird phrase if you've never studied that out that he literally says the sacrifice of praise to God. And so a few references that I have written down, uh, Cal, if you want to go back, go to Job chapter 1, um, just a few references that I have written down. You know, you, there's a lot of examples. Um, and again, like I said, this is easy preaching, teaching, whatever, hard living. Okay, this is not something that, I, that I'm like, hey, I got this down pat. This is something that I want to have down pat. Okay? It's my desire, but it's not necessarily reality. But there's many times in Scripture, you know, through the Old Testament, New Testament, whatever, there's many times in Scripture where somebody has a massive, massive trial in their life, some kind of crisis, something probably bigger than I've ever been through or many people have been through, um, and they actually fall to their knees in worship. And, and when I see that in Scripture many times, I'm like, well, that, that's, not, that's not what I'd be doing. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my go-to response. Uh, but it, it shows us, again, that there, there's, there's something to that. Again, I actually believe that does something for our own spirit. I believe that it does something, again, for our own attitude, for our, for our own mindset. But even more important than that, again, they do this because they're commanded to. It's, it's their life. It's their relationship with the Lord. And so 2 Samuel, Kyle's about to go to Job 1, but I, I've got 2 Samuel 12, verse 18 and 19 pulled up here. And this is a story 
where David, uh, you know, he has the he he impregnates uh, Bathsheba out of what you know. Of course, that whole deal. You know that story. Um, well, the baby ends up dying. Okay. Well, verse eighteen. So Second Samuel twelve, eighteen. Uh, the baby ends up dying, and his servants are fearful to tell David because for obvious reasons. And uh, David overhears it and realizes what's going on. So verse 18 says, And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How uh, How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? Verse 19. But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Okay, so he's, he's picking up on what's what's going on here. Uh, where was that? Verse 19. 19. He perceived yeah. that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Verse 20. Okay, in his response to this obviously terrible, terrible crisis in his life, it says, Then David arose from the earth, and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came, and came into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Okay, was David uh, super pumped up about the situation? Obviously not. Was David grieved? Obviously he was. But his response in this moment, again, hard preaching or uh, easy preaching, hard living, but his response in this moment was to worship the Lord. His response in this moment was to was to get before the Lord and in the spirit of thanksgiving again. No doubt in in David's flesh that seemed impossible, and I think that's why many people that that go through hard times, uh, and and, and I actually think I, I don't I don't believe this for everybody. I do not believe this for everybody, but I actually think one of the the one of the cures biblically for depression. Okay. Now, I believe there's hormonal imbalances. I believe in a lot of things. But I believe one of the biblical antidotes for depression is thankfulness. I believe you can find that in Scripture. I believe the word faint in the New Testament correlates with, with you know, being low and you know, not fighting the fight that God's called us to. Well, according to 2 Corinthians 4, the antidote for that is thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, again... It's easy to to give thanks to God when things are easy, when things are going great, when we're on the mountaintop. But according to this, this is why it can be a sacrifice because it's not easy. By the way, if it was easy, everybody would do it. If it was easy, everybody would be full of thankfulness when times are hard. And by well, the way, if it was easy, then it would then the verse I can do all things through Christ, mm-hmm. which yeah. strengthens me. That's the, that's 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 our source. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Neither one of us are stronger than the other one. Neither one of us, no one in this God green earth has got it figured out. It's it's a, it's 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 all depending on the source. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, man, David shows us a great example of, of that. Again, I, I I'll be honest with you and say that I don't think I, I I I know in my flesh I don't have the capability of doing that as as he just said. And our sufficiency is is of Christ. I mean, he gives us a great example of, of how this can be a sacrificial thing, but it's still something that God desires from our life. So Kyle's got a, a similar example in Job chapter 1, and I'm sure you know about Job. Again, man, Job is such a book full of trial. I think Job even said, Job says in the book of Job that man is full of trouble. <laughs> That's life. 
full of trouble, full of problems, full of issues. But this, listen to what Job says after he get, comes to the realization of the trial that set in in his life. You talking about verse 20? or Yeah, 20 and 21. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Job chapter 1, verse 20. Then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down upon the ground and worshipped and said, Naked came I out of my mother's womb, and naked shall I return thither. The Lord gave, and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so again, man, what do we? What Job's going through is similar thing to, as David as far as a trial. What does Job do? He turns to the Lord in worship. He lowers himself to the Lord in humility, worships him, praises him, honors his name. Again, man, it seems nearly impossible. It really does. But according to Scripture, man, this is what God desires despite our circumstances. This is what God, God desires from our life. And I've got one more reference regarding this. Uh, David, again, uh, another example with him. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, David comes to Ziklag. If you're familiar with that, it's a terrible situation with, uh, you know, there, people have come and, and taken wives hostage and people have been killed. Things have been burned on fire. Okay. And, and they, the, the Israelites talk about stoning David. Okay. So obviously verse six is what I'm going to read. First Samuel 30, verse six, it says, and David was greatly distressed. Okay. Obviously we, we all would be Okay, terrible situation. Not only are things bad, He's the king. He's the leader. People are looking to him, but he's now he's thinking he's about to die. And by the way, I, I, gosh, I, I don't feel like I can't name you a worse way of dying than being stoned. Like I would hope the first stone would take me out. <laughs> no, my luck it'd probably be like the thirtieth. I'm just slowly getting. Well, let's just hope we don't ever get stoned with River Rock. Yeah, pebbles. That's right. Done so, by me and paper cuts. Yeah. So I can't think. Of, so David is obviously for for we get it. He's distressed. Things are bad. Okay, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people were, was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But notice this phrase right here. I got this underlined in my Bible. I always thought this is very interesting. It says, But, we know but's a conjunction. There's a change of pace here. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, the word thanksgiving doesn't show up in this passage, but man, you, when you just study out Scripture... And you just see how this looks so similar to what he did in 2 Samuel uh, chapter 12 that I read and, and what Kyle read in Job chapter 1. It's really a similar thing, man. How do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? Well, it's 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 like Philippians 4, 8 says. It's keeping things in mind of what the Lord has done. That's how Paul was able to praise God while he was in prison. By the way, in prison for preaching the gospel. The thing he was told and commanded by God to do, he got thrown in jail for that. How was he able to praise the Lord? Well, because he wasn't dwelling on the current circumstance because that will drive us crazy. That's what leads to depression. That's what leads to, you know, being being sad. That's what leads to being unthankful, okay? But he was able to remind himself and think back on the many things that God has done for that well, God I mean, had done David for writes that in Psalms 103. I mean... In, in verse 2 of 103, he says, Bless the Lord. This is David who wrote this. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And here it is, what you just said. And forget not all his benefits. Yep. And then as that colon, but it goes on to verse 3 and verse 4, it says, Who forgiveth all thine iniquities. I mean, I know that there's a lot. We we, we Of course, we salvation is forgiveness, but the upper room and before Jesus is turned over uh, for 
for crucifixion. You know, Peter, he's washing the feet and he's getting that world off of Peter. It's a demonstration of getting, you know, daily forgiveness. And of mm. course it says, David, and I know that we all know the sins of David. I'm just thankful I wasn't alive during the, the Bible writing because I wouldn't want my sins all over. Yeah. He's written all these pages. But David, we all know David's sins. And, and I think that David reflected on his benefits. And his yeah. benefits were that he was forgiven. Yeah. And he was healed of diseases. And, and, and he redeemeth thy life from destruction. And that's salvation too. But look, I'm sure there's people on this podcast, there's people that you may know whose life has been redeemed, has been mm-hmm. not just from salvation, but maybe they're going the wrong direction. Maybe there is that sin that so besets us, that sin that we just tough to kick out. But that leads to destruction. That's what that's what Satan's desire is, is to destroy. And therefore, if 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 we look back and forget not his benefits, what a what a way to be thankful, David. David knew a little bit about that. Absolutely. Yeah, and so those are just, again, five things that, that when I'm just kind of, I was kind of browsing through this whole deal of Thanksgiving, again, you could probably do a more in-depth study on your own. I encourage you to do that. Um, great great season to do that, right, considering we're about to celebrate that. Um, or actually, we're dropping this on Thursday, so you are celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, so I do that all the time. I expose uh, you're not supposed to do that as a podcaster. Anyway. So again, the importance of Thanksgiving is God's will. Uh, it is it's God's will for our life. Number two, it's connected with our prayer life. We know the importance of prayer, but oh, may we pray biblically. And praying biblically is connected with praying and Thanksgiving. Number three, it's connected with peace. Man, we everyone craves that. Number four, it's connected with being full of the Spirit, and then it's connected a little bit, a little bit more harsh truth. It's connected with sacrifice. And so I just have two quick bullet points here that I thought I would mention on the other side of the coin of unthankfulness and the problems with that. Uh, and how long are we in, Big Cow? We're one, hour and one. All right, we're doing all right. We're not quite to the, that one episode that yeah. went crazy. Um, but just a couple things I've all, again, I, there's a lot of times in Scripture. And Kyle, if you want to go to 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 and 2. Um, but there's a lot of times in Scripture, like I mentioned with Colossians 3.15, when he says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, and then at the end he says, and be thankful. To me, in my own mind, I'm like, that don't fit, that doesn't go together. But it obviously does. That's the reason the Lord preserved it like he did. That's the reason that he wrote it like he did. Okay? But I find it really interesting. You could, you could do just as cool of a study on unthankfulness and, and a lack of gratitude. Okay, and God, again, as ser- obviously, if he's as serious as he is about Thanksgiving, then he thinks as badly about unthanksgiving. Okay, and so when you look at that and find that in Scripture, it's interesting where, where God uses that and how, uh, how big of a deal it is. Okay, so Romans 121 uh, is, is, you know, Romans 1 talks about creation, everybody's, no, nobody's without excuse, all that good stuff. Romans one twenty one talks about uh, the it pretty much this passage is talking about the reprobate. Okay, now many people believe, you know, especially Calvinists believe that reprobate somebody that's they're lost without cause, nothing they can do, whatever that God's you know because it talks about God turning them over to reprobate mind, all that stuff. Okay, I this is where again you can disagree with me, and that's fine. Uh, God bless you, study it out for yourself, and I'm gonna continue to try to do the same for for me. But I actually believe a believer in, in some form can be 
a reprobate if you actually just define the word and, 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 and study that out. But this is what it says. Verse 20 talks about that creation shows the Godhead and they're without excuse. Okay. Verse 21 is describing this, this reprobate. It says, because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. Then it says this phrase. Again, this doesn't fit the bill for this verse to me, like in my own logic. But it says, neither were thankful. So in other words, the Lord is laying out some, some problems with these people that are, repro- re- that are reprobates. He's laying out some, some big deal sins, if you will. Like, hey, I'm about to let you know why they got the problems they got. Like, if I was going to write some stuff, I'd say, like, you know, they steal. You know, they, you know, they're, they're people out in the world are murdering. I, I, would, I would list, like, some, 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 some key things or some, some things that really stood out to me. But according to the Lord here, the reason they glorify him not as God is because they're not thankful. These are unthankful people. So, so the reprobate, okay, again, you define that however you, know, you, you seek to do so. But the reprobate, man, that person is unthankful. And again, that goes back to that you can't be unthankful. That can't be an attribute of your life and you be filled with the Spirit of God. Because really, when we're when we're when we're unthankful, we're 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 walking in the flesh. At the end of the day, well, again, it's, it's saying that he's not enough, and, right? And that he hasn't given us what we desire. Would desire like that verse there in, in Romans, verse twenty one. It's it's one statement. It doesn't mm-hmm. end and and go on. It's a the punctuation is just a comma. So it mm-hmm. it goes along with not not giving him glory. Right. Absolutely. So it's so uh, again. How we know God's serious about thankfulness. We've said, spent this whole podcast explaining that. But just again to show you on the other side of the coin, he can he literally defines the reprobate as an unthankful person. He thought enough about that one sliver of truth about that person to put that in the Word of God. Again, I would have probably listed other things, but he thought it needful to say, "Hey, by the way, they were unthankful." Okay, and then Kyle's got Second Timothy three one and two. And this just shows you, I made comment about this earlier that we would end here, but this just shows you, again, God's seriousness about unthankfulness, how, how much he hates it, how much he detests it, and it's connected with end times. So we know that things get worse and worse. We know that things have got to get worse before they get better. Okay, so uh, that's why, you know, all these people that, even some Christians, which I don't understand, but they're they're looking for things to get better. I have no confidence that that's going to happen because the Bible says it's not. But I want you to notice in this reference uh, in 2 Timothy, what did I say? 2 Timothy 3? 3, yeah. I want you to notice in this reference, again, God actually lays out uh, what I think are some some bad things, but he's laying out, and I'm not trying to quote it for Kyle. Kyle's about to read it, but he calls the end times perilous times. Not good. And by the way, we can look out in the world and again, if you watch the news, that's weird to me. I don't watch the news. But if you watch the news, you see how bad things are. All right? But despite it all, that we truly, we can we can say, like the Bible says, they're perilous. We're, we're close to the end. So go ahead and read that, Big Cap. 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And so here we are, man. God is letting us know that in the last days, perilous times will come. And then he says, verse 2, four men. So in other words, he's saying, this is why perilous times come. By the way, I think it's interesting. 
that they're lovers of their own selves and they're covetous. We were talking about covetous and being the opposite of Thanksgiving. Okay. But again, he's he's explaining why the times have gotten the way they are and why they'll only get worse and worse until the rapture. Okay. But again, notice notice what he one of the attributes, one of the characteristics that he mentions there, he says that these people are unthankful. Again, in my own logic, to me, I'm like, ah, I ought to put something a little worse in there. By the way, to me, disobedient to parents seems a little light. I'll just be honest. But again, it shows you God's perspective on things and how serious he is about certain things. But he mentions unthankfulness. And it's interesting because uh, we've been talking a lot about punctuation. Well, verse 2 through verse 5 is one, is one, complete, is one sentence. In verse 5 is the verse we always quote. It says this, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. By the way, and it says, uh, for such, from such turn away. It could be that there are believers that have truly called upon Christ, that truly know Jesus Christ, but are denying the power of God in their life. And one of the key contributors in that, according to this, could be unthankfulness. It could be a lack of gratitude. Yeah. And that's a sobering thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was just I was looking at one other. Uh, you were in Colossians three earlier. Yeah, I think verse fifteen about peace and thankfulness. Um, but just a couple verses down in seventeen, it says, "And whatsoever ye do in the word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father uh, by Him." So, so what should we be doing? Well, verse twenty three, and whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as yeah. to the Lord, and not in so heartily meaning with all with all your heart, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. With sincerity, um, we should be doing it heartily, faithfully, right? For First uh, Corinthians four, uh, I wrote it down here. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. I'm building up to something. Revelation seven. We just came through Revelation. Uh, how did they worship God? Right, the the four and twenty elders. Revelation seven, verse eleven and twelve. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. So, looking at all those verses, if we can't be thankful in our life, right, it's, it's going to be tough to worship Him. Right? Absolutely. It's yeah. going to affect our worship. It's going to affect our stewardship and being found faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to affect our loyalty to God, like the verse we just read. Right. And it's going to affect our peace, like he said earlier. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you went to that Colossians 3 reference because uh, you read, I think that you closed on verse 17. I read verse 15 earlier, yeah. talking about the peace. And Kyle read verse 17 just now in Colossians 3, which says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, Christ, uh, the Lord Jesus giving thanks. Okay, so there it get there it gives uh, there it is again showing up, but a good parallel passage is further down in that chapter, verse twenty three says again, and whatsoever you do, I think you read this one too, didn't you? Yeah. And, and whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord, and not unto men. And then verse twenty four, by the way, same sentence, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance. And so that actually takes us back to the whole end time stuff we did for so long, talking about what we do now affects how we do at the judgment seat, which affects the marriage supper of the Lamb, which essentially affects how we rule and reign, or the lack thereof, with Christ in the millennium, 
And, and again, which I believe is connected to how God, if we have uh, crowns, how God builds new Jerusalem and will glorify him for all of eternity. Yeah. Okay, so it could be, man, looking at this stuff, it could be that an unthankful, like Kyle was just saying, unthankfulness leads to a lack of loyalty. And like I said earlier, I believe one of Laodicea's biggest problems when you study out Revelation 3, it does, even though it doesn't say the wording, it's a lack of gratitude. They're they're co- they're they're kind of eh, take it or leave it mentality because they're just not that thankful. If somebody were to give you a million dollars, you're not going to blow them off when they text you a week later asking to meet for lunch. You just ain't doing it because you're thankful, right? Well, Christ has done so much for us. He's redeemed us. He's he's provided our every need. By the way, he's done so many things for us individually. After that, are we good? Okay, sorry. All right, we're good. Okay, he's done so many things after that. We don't edit these things. Y'all know that. We're raw and real up in here, okay? But, man, it could be that a lack of thanksgiving, no, undoubtedly, affects our works here and now. That's why people oftentimes don't want to work because there's no gratitude. Uh, and then that can affect the inheritance that we receive or don't receive when standing eyeball to eyeball with Christ at the judgment seat. So that's a sobering thought. Well, it also talks about, I know Matthew's written to the Jew, but... You, you, you look at the book of Matthew and it says, so let your light shine, I think in chapter 5. And then later on in the book of Matthew, it says, go making disciples in all the nations. Here, here's a sobering thought for me. Everybody's making disciples. Mm-hmm. Everyone is letting their light shine. If I, if I have a heart of being unthankful, if, I, if, I, if my light that I'm producing is a, a glass half empty, then chances are I'm going to be producing that in someone else who's either, you know, my children or someone who may be watching me. Um, I think it's just, I think we don't want to think on that on those lines because it doesn't hold us accountable uh, to living up to God's word. But the truth, the truth of the matter is we're all making disciples. Absolutely. And that uh, inheritance he was just talking about, there's two parts to that, right? When, when you got saved, if you're right. listening right now and you've accepted Christ, You've received that inheritance. But in this verse he was reading, it says the reward of the inheritance. So this is the second part of that, right? This isn't talking about salvation necessarily, but after that, this being thankful, these works he's talking about, that we're going to stand in front of his throne one day, right? And that's what this reward of inheritance is talking about. We're we're either going to be naked and ashamed or or maybe we'll get some rewards. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, I... I think that went well. Like Kyle said, um, we planned on getting into some King James stuff, and we hope that truly will be a blessing and maybe maybe just a reminder for some of us and maybe uh, an eye-opener for some others. And we're going to try to do that uh, just from an honest perspective and just lay out, you know, why we are crazy, you know. And so <laughs> just try to, try to make that all clear. Um, so I guess the plan right now, I guess, would be that next week, uh, you will start seeing a new series on the King James, and then we'll maybe lead into some other things after that. Yeah, sounds good. This is another one. We, uh, the prayer podcast, right? This will be this will be simple and maybe short. It ended up being an hour and 20 That's right. minutes. And That's right. This is another one, just Thanksgiving, and we're about to hit the same time. We go so. longer on the simple <laughs> ones, you know? Like yeah. Eternity Future, there's only so much you can see. I mean, there's a lot to it, but a lot of it's speculation outside of you know, We can go as clear as the Bible is, and yeah. so I think we were like 50-something minutes on that one. Yeah. So you don't want us on the simple stuff. Yeah. You'll be listening a long time. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Thomas, thanks for joining us. Yes, yes. good to be here. Thank you for the t-shirt. Yes. <laughs> Again, all, for all those that are maybe curious or interested in the future, t-shirt can free chewing gum on us if you join the podcast. Amen, amen, amen. That's right. All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you all on the next one.